Nathan Buckley is here for Supergroups. First picked every week, supergroups.com.au. Hello to you, Bucks. G'day, Jared. How are you? I'm well. I'm excited for tonight, I must say. So am I. Before we get there, what sort of sneezer are you? <laughs> um, blustrous. Yeah, same. I go hard. like, <laughs> and, and when I have one, I might have six or seven. Yes, yeah. And I've been sneezing the last 24 hours. Right. So if if I drop into one, yes. you might have to go into another monologue. But okay. we'll see how we go. <laughs> uh, my wife says sne- that sneezing is a choice, how you do it. Oh. I don't share that view. And I take it as a, a criticism as to how you sneeze. I can't help it. I have hay fever. She's a sneezer snob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Good to have you here. A, Thank a you. Bit of a dummies guide for tonight. Yeah, look, it's um, yeah, I do think it gives us a window, but it, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to this being the real stuff yet. Um, you know, you'll you'll have seven or eight Collingwood players playing their first hit out against an opposition they missed last week. Um, I would look for for on Collingwood's end. It was interesting they didn't pick Nathan Kruger, so they they believe that you know Cox and Cameron are probably the guys that are going to take them into the early rounds. Um, I, I've heard that Jamie Elliott's done a little bit off half back, so maybe we might see that for a bit and Schultz gets that space or that role sort of to himself, um, without Jamie in the, in the forward line, but they will probably get a look at both of those for, for Richmond. I think, um, yeah, it's just, can they, the, the positive aspects of their game against Melbourne, you know, the heavy scoring through the second quarter and the run through the middle, can they get through Collingwood's pressure and, and, um, and hit the scoreboard hard, yeah. You know, and yeah, you know, I think they're the, they're a couple of things that I'll be looking for. So it feels like with the new coach, every minute counts in the lead up to a season and what you're trying to bed down and refine. And then with the defending champions, it's just a matter of everyone feeling all right heading to the next game. It does, I think. Yeah, it's definitely, and and we will go through this um, uh, for the rest of the hour. Pretty much is is the coaching challenges are different. You know, you've got 18 clubs, you're playing the same game. Um, but you meet each other in different places, and the and the um, the history of of the recent history of the playing groups and your success or otherwise, whether you've been a coach there for a period of time, or you're just coming in. But for Uze, and I think he spoke really well about the challenges that he that he faces to be honourable to Richmond's recent successes, um, but then to understand that we looking back doesn't get you where you want to go. So um, that that is his challenge. And yes, he wants to, he'll be working really closely with his coaching group and the playing group to, to get the best out of you know, what this season can be and, the, and their next iteration of, of their best football. So the mission for each of the 18 coaches, uh, I've sort of over time evolved a thought to there's the pressure to keep the job becomes the public conversation, but there's actually the pressure to do, do the, job. the job. And that's where I prefer to live. So as a bit of a starting point that we might be able to refer back to as the year unfolds, the job that is to be done. What methodology have you put around this? Well, I've gone with the C word. Okay, that's risky. No, the, the C word and obviously coaching. And, and they become the most speculated group in footy. Do they not? I mean, yes. And each, but each of them have a, a panel underneath them and a program underneath that. But they do carry a certain personality with them, and um, and and it and it becomes um, it becomes their club, it becomes their team, and and I think sort of going through each of them, I've sort of grouped them into c words. Um, 
I thought I had, I had a recruiting philosophy once, the three C's. It was character, competitiveness and kicking. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I liked it because of that, because it highlighted the kicking. But, um, but yeah, so I've gone, I've gone, I've, what have I got? One, two, three, four, five, five groups of, that have multiples of one and then two coaches that stand in their own group. So we did this last year with different groupings. But, yeah, I, I think that I think that's pretty clear to see the, the, the different coaching challenges with the different situations that they find their teams in. So last year, so I went back over, there were two in the sink or swim category. Yeah. One sank and one swam. Ken Hinckley goes on to be recategorized this year and Stuart Dew went by the wayside. Yeah, I, I, I resisted the urge just to do the same thing again. If, if we had a sink or swim, where do you think, who's in the sink or swim? Uh, so Justin Longmuir's in the sink or swim. Agreed. Um, and he's been... Put there by his club. Yeah. Uh, and I think Luke Beveridge is in the sink or swim right. as well. But I think he will quickly be out of that category. Um, but I think he comes into it. Right. Everything has been now put in place around him to succeed. Yeah, well, I've and actually, I do expect him to succeed. Well, I've, I've avoided I've avoided the idea of death riding yes. coaches. And, and, I, and I've rather, rather as, as you suggested at the beginning, what is the job they have to do? So that's that's where I've gone. All right. So let's, uh, the first category yeah. of your C's. Yes, yeah, so I believe it's chasing great. And um, I've got three, co- uh, four coaches in there. I've got Craig McRae, Chris Fagan, John Longmire, and Ken Hinckley. And I think, obviously, Craig McRae, we've already heard in the recent days, not going back to back. It's about starting, you know, it's getting back to work rather than going back to back. So, Still saw bottom came out with that. So I think Collingwood need to go back to work. And I think it seems to me that Craig McRae is as good as any coach placed to be able to handle this, given the history that he's had as a player and Lee Matthews and how he may have handled, um, you know, going back to back and ultimately winning three in a row or winning three in a row and being in four grand finals in a row. Chris Fagan, I reckon Brisbane are, are, are good. They're chasing great. Um, and obviously making a grand final and performing through the last two final um, series, I think, stands as testament for, to that. I think John Longmire has put this group together. They played in the grand final and lost heavily two years ago, but they've recruited to be great. They're not just recruiting to compete. I think they've, rec- they've, rec- they've recruited to win. And Ken Hinckley, I think Port Adelaide are still in, in, in the zone. And whilst he might have been sink or swim last year, he he wouldn't have thought it that way. He's he's contending. He, they think they're contending. So I think those four are in the chasing great category. So Longmire's in his fourteenth season with the Swans. Eleven of thirteen they've played finals, and he's contracted through to the end of twenty twenty five. He's he's got he's brought his young players through. They used those two years out of the finals well, and then maybe spiked quicker than would have been imagined. Mm. And now they dealt with a lot last year, a lot of adversity, and, and sort of pulled themselves together late. And we ended up disappointed that they didn't get um, didn't get further. I think Ken Hinckley, twelfth season, sixty percent winning record. He's had three top four finishes in the past four seasons. So the outlier where they dipped out. He is starting the new two years of his contract. This is what he won himself. We know McRae's going into his third season. He's won thirty eight of fifty one games. 
He's contracted through to the end of 2026. And Chris Fagan's now going into his eighth season, mm. five straight final series, heading to now and, and progressively built them up to be the runner-up. And he's still got a couple of years on a, on a new contract extension as well. well all, all four of those coaches have built and, and, a, and a, at the head of programs that have played consistently good football over a long period of time. Collingwood have been able to frank that with a premiership in uh, last year. John Longmire's new swans haven't done that yet. He's done it in his in, in his first iteration or the first um, evolution of of his uh, of his coaching career. And Ken Hinckley and Chris Fagan have been close, but not close enough. So they've they've all recruited to be better now, in particular Sydney and Port, um, and that and that's the challenge. The challenge is to is to top the mountain. Chasing great Craig McRae, Chris Fagan, John Longmire, and Ken Hinckley. What is your second category? Second category is consolidating. And I've got, um, I've got Carlton, GWS, and St Kilda there. So Michael Voss, Adam Kingsley, and Ross Lyon, they're all in the consolidating phase. Ross Lyon, I thought that was in auditing and auditioning last yeah. year. And that, I had Brad Scott in there as well. But I think all three of these teams – Yes, you might say they're chasing great because of the way, in particular Carlton and GWS, but I think that they're still in the consolidation phase. Carlton, Carlton's bad was as bad as their good last year and they finished off strong, but they still need to consolidate that. So Vossi's challenge is to consolidate the second half of last year, early this year with Carlton in particular. I think Adam Kingsley has exactly the same challenge. Now his first year was brilliant and the GWS tsunami that that you know nearly took all comers at towards the end of 23 his his challenge is to consolidate the gains that they made the game plan that was established and the belief in the playing group and I thought they've played with such grit and and I you can achieve plenty with grit like they've got talent but the grit underneath yeah. it and I, and I think we've got to give Leon Cameron some credit there because he had to handle the Ferrari tag and, and, and really through 2019 final series and late in that year, they, they had their successes on the back of getting their hands dirty, not on their top end talent. So I think Adam Kingsley's been able to go back and, and find that. So they need to consolidate. And Ross Lyon, for me, Saints did um, overperform to my estimations at the beginning of, at this time last year. Um, I think they've, I think they've got better. Uh, I think another preseason with Ross uh, looking at their his defensive strategies and focuses, and obviously his this is his third time around. And I I, I spoke about it. Yes, I see a group that can bounce off the, the the half back line or off turnover, potentially better than any other team. So that's a big call, but I think they've got the attributes there, and it's a matter of consolidating what St Kilda Ray were doing the first half of last year so that they can do it for the whole year. So a coaching group that has three different levels, one in his third term, one in his second, and one in his first. Michael Voss, it's his third season. So I've heard Michael publicly and privately across the off-season. So first season, they go 12 and 10, they miss the eight by 0.6. So that's got hurt in it, but that was never the focus. It was the adding of four wins from there to become a top four team, so to get to 16. Last year in the home and away, they went 13 and a half. So they mm. added one and a half of the four wins that they were seeking to add. Mm. And what happens next, I think, is it lights the way in the final series and it shows that they are they are September ready. 
but the quest is to actually add these mm. wins to become a great home and away team and to give yourself a chance. So before we all run to the end, is what does it look like on preliminary final night? It is the can they be the team that wins 16 games and become a top four team? And Gives you a better chance. Year contract extension. Yeah, look, I, I think that, oh, that, that that was just so compelling. Both Carlton and GW were so compelling towards the back half of the year. They were the form teams going into those prelims against the best teams of the season. Like, like the, both of those matchups were, were perfect. Collingwood GWS games through the roof. Must watch that again before we get to yeah. get, get the opening round. And and um, you know, Carlton, in the first 20 minutes, they took it right up to Brisbane on their home deck and it looked like, oh my, have a look at this. But um, yeah, they, they just run out of steam. But yeah, they, they've... Um, both of those coaches have done extremely well, and 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 Ross, I think, um, yeah, he's all about consolidation. That's that'll be their focus. All right. So our two categories so far: chasing great in the consolidating category. We've got Michael Voss, Adam Kingsley, and Ross Lyon. So seven in place and eleven to go. We've sort of been embarrassed on the on the final stage four times at the MCG, twice against sides that aren't from Melbourne. I don't think the external storyline necessarily makes us want to prove anything. It's certainly. It's our own storyline of losing four finals in a row is why we want to prove something. That's what Melbourne is holding close, according to the captain, Max Scorn. Nathan Buckley is here for Supergroups. First picked every week, supergroups.com.au. Our coaching categories, chasing great, consolidating. What is your next C word, Bucks? My next C word is cleansing. And I've had a, a bit of feedback on the temper text. Surely Simon Goodwin's chasing great. And he may well, but he needs to do some cleansing first. So I've got three premiership coaches in the in the cleansing category. Luke Beveridge, Simon Goodwin and Adam Simpson, all for different reasons. So give us cleansing in the beverage case. Well, I, I think it's internal cleansing of how we're actually going to come together to make the most of the talent available to us. I, it seems like too much has been left to Marcus Bontempelli and we haven't seen the team really gel in the last couple of years. And I think that's where the question marks about Bevo came to fruition. I, I think he's a, I think he's an exceptional coach. It's just a matter of getting past some of the gunk that might actually be there over the last couple of years and cleaning the slate and being able to go, Full, um, full ball forward, and I think that's, I think that's the challenge. So that's the cleansing that needed to take place at the Western Bulldogs. There's been a review, trying to freshen it up, um, give the coach the support around him that he needs, get him to delegate and trust a little more potentially. I'm, well, I'm talking without any insight in the internal world, so it's really apropos of nothing to be honest. But um, they do have the elements of, of a team that can be very competitive and they've probably underperformed in, in the last couple of years. The cleansing for Simon Goodwin? Well, that's that's pretty clear. That's pretty clear. This team and this club has had plenty to think about and has plenty to think about before they even get to taking the field. Like playing is going to be a relief for them, but they're still going to be carrying some sort of weight um, and lag about their off-season and, and that is going to be challenging for the coach and the coaching group. So the locker room needs to be have the courage to be open and transparent and to discuss their issues, 
their concerns, their feelings, but then you've got to know when to nip that in the bud and say, okay, we've, we've done all that. Like we've opened up this can of worms and we've, we've, we've heard you. But at the same time, we've now got to go out there and perform and come together as a group. So finding that balance is a really tough coaching challenge. And Simon Goodwin finds himself right in the middle of it. Now they have been, um, a competitive side for four years. Uh, they've, they've succeeded, um, Maybe with some of these issues bubbling along in recent times, they've but the, but as maybe it maybe you get to September, we heard Max score, and then the last four finals they've lost. Maybe you get to September, it gets ratcheted up a little bit, and your weakest points get exposed. Maybe that's a little bit of where Melbourne are at, and they need to find a way to to um, to make them stronger when they get to September, if they get to September this time around. And the cleansing for Adam Simpson with the Eagles having won five games over the past two seasons. Well, they, he needs to cleanse them of a loser's mentality. And that's when you lose as often as they have in the last two years, it's really hard to shake that. You forget if When you forget to win, losing becomes easy and... It becomes and winning becomes very hard. So I think that's that's he's probably got to cleanse them of you know not looking back, not carrying the baggage of. You know, he's got a lot of he's got still got premiership players on the list, not as many as yeah you know, others might have now because even five years down the track, but he's got to he's got to cleanse that group of the embarrassment in many ways of the last couple of years and draw the line and make sure that they're looking forward to the possibilities of their future. And the responsibilities of their present, rather than rather than carrying any of the baggage of the past. How big a bounty does it put on early season results when you're trying to cleanse? Huge, huge. And I think that's why this category is particularly compelling to to see how how this uh, how this kicks off and how it starts. I mean, I think it's it's in, it's enormous. We, you tell me, as the journo, Western Bulldogs have a Middling start, or Melbourne lose a couple of games that they're expected to win, or West Coast turn around and actually, you know, perform and win some early season games and get that early season momentum. Those, those storylines are going to be prevalent. You, yep. you cannot avoid it. You get caught in an atmosphere that you might never escape if you stumble out of the blocks. There's a, the the difference between four and zero and one and three particularly for Melbourne and the Bulldogs, may very well be the entire trajectory of their season. I will. I mean, I suppose lived experiences come back to me. So I was re-signed in the, into 18 or after 2017, after review. We lost the first two games yep. of 2018. It made round three pretty crucial. Yes. <laughs> it made round three really crucial, but it was only a week after that we took a massive leap. So so it it, it can. Early season results will and do have an impact but it's probably going to be more about the deeper the deeper feeling from pre-season the deeper belief from pre-season the, the most the cleansing is not going to be done the first four rounds it's already either been done or not done and we will see that come to part it's come to pass Nathan Buckley for supergroups from one ton to eight ton supergroups are the masters of Kubota excavators there's a couple of concoctors. We'll get to them after Nathan in the newsroom. Nathan, thank you. It's a 6.40 start tonight for the Pies and the Tigers and the Charity Shields. You've got two in the concocting category here. Bucks, do tell. 
So concocting, making by combining various ingredients, sorry, or creating and devising a plan. So I think we've got two great concoctors here. Well, I know we've got one and we have to have to find out about the second one, but I've got probably disparate coaches in this one. So I've got Chris Scott and Adam Uze. And I think the reason I've gone for concocting is because they've each got remnants of successful eras on their list and they have to marry that up somehow as they inevitably decline. But how can you fire those guys up for maybe one last crack whilst you're bringing the young talent in to support and energize them um, and vice versa. So that's where the concocting comes up for me. I think Geelong are in a fascinating position. I, I think, I know I probably probably put too much weight on it, but Cam Guthrie for me, we've spoken about it often. I think I'm nearly banging on about it. But Selwood steps out. You need a heart and soul player to step into that void. He doesn't need to replace it. He doesn't need to fill it. He just needs to be. We need someone to step up now. Maybe Tanner Bruin can do that. Who knows? But I see Cam Guthrie as that guy, and you sort of lost both of them last year, and that injury I think hurts them. But yeah, can the can the um, the old dogs or the old cats can they can they f- reprise their successes and find enough energy to go again and have the young guys step up around and can Chris Scott and he I think he's one of the great concoctors I think he's underrated for the premiership that he got in eleven even though there was a lot of success there already I think he devised a plan to kick over pressure and change the game plan slightly to give Geelong that chance. Um, but I, I think he's he's got a as great a challenge on his hands in this season than I think he's had ever before. And I, I think he'll relish it. 14th season and he's got a contract to the end of 2026. Only the second time that the Cats had missed the finals in his tenure. And then the first It's the year. only losing season that he's had. Yeah. They... Like when you talk about, like if we're in America, we go, um, what's um, the Pittsburgh coach? Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season yet, like in his 15-odd years as a senior coach. And Chris Scott only had his first losing season, 10 and 12, last year. It's, um, it's an exceptional um, record. And Adam Uze in his first year. Yeah. Concocting there. Yeah, and, and he's spoken really openly about it. Um, and he comes in fresh. but how? And so he's got a, his job is even... Well, and it might not be tougher because how do you have those conversations with the with the older players when you come in as a fresh guy versus Chris Scott's conversation with the older premiership players as a guy who's had a, got an established relationship? There's pros and cons with each, but Adam's um, Adam's challenge it's like he's he does it with a blank canvas, but, and he's got some great pieces there to to put onto that that canvas. And he's got some young guys that you know that that are going to want to play for the coach and, and eke out careers for themselves. So, but that, how, how Richmond come together, how many of them can stay in the park? I mean, even if you look at that, I mean, I'm pretty sure that uh, Tom Hawkins and, and, and Tom Lynch are going to play pivotal roles in how this concoction takes place. And if they have full seasons, well, then I think it helps. If they have broken seasons, well, then it's really going to hurt. Chris Scott and Adam Uze are concocting. There's cajoling. 
There's six coaches in need of a category here. There are three categories to go. Nathan Buckley uh, with the coaching mission for each of those in there at the helm of their clubs in 2024. This is Waitley for Hyundai. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Nathan Buckley for Supergroups. First picked every week. Supergroups.com.au. The coaching challenge in 2024. We move from concocting to cajoling. You just got a, a text here asking you, would you have had Craig McRae in consolidation or chasing greatness after the first season of making a prelim? Where did I have him? I had him still in break, what, what I called breaking ground, which was which was trying to, to step there. It was probably, it wasn't quite chasing greatness. I would have had him in consolidation, I would have thought, yep. to consolidate that, given the, given the positive season that he had in his first. So we'd had making hay, mining for gold and breaking ground as those, and then yeah. the, it, it was um, it was a harder task for those in the lower categories. See, as a journal, I should be just following the same thing, so it's a bit easier to follow from no, last no, year. I, but I, I like, I like, the, I like the C word. Yes. The C word's good. All right, cajoling. Okay, so cajoling. So this is largely for me around building belief in your group that they are capable of taking the next step. So I've actually got four coaches, Damon Hardwick from Gold Coast, Brad Scott from Essendon, Matthew Nix from Adelaide, and I'll put Sam Mitchell in there from Hawthorne, even though they've got some injury challenges. So the the current affairs eats into this a little. I still believe that Hawthorne and Sam Mitchell is in the moved into the rather than the development into the cajoling phase to say that hey, we can be, we can be really good. So I think each of those coaches, and I think Damien Hardwick's had history at doing this. Brad Scott is doing it in his way, and that is to look at culture and behaviours. And he did it with North Melbourne, and he he cajoled them into believing that they were a finals team and did it a couple of times in the prelims. Matthew Nix is, is yet to do it, and he showed – I think that Adelaide are doing it a different way. For all intents and purposes, you look at their list, you look at their team, you look at their leadership group, and – you don't see the names jump off the page. I think Adelaide did it by being a great team. So I think theirs is a little more understated with the way that they're going about it. Whether whether it brings benefits, we will find out. But I think Adelaide, Adelaide's best football last year was some of the best football that we saw. And Sam Mitchell, I think, is is putting this team together and, and having them, yeah, his challenge is having them believe in themselves to play more consistently at their best because their best was pretty good. How have you interpreted the way that Hardwick is doing his cajoling? There's a a little bit of demanding in there as well as he acknowledges that the work had been done to make them a real footy team, but now it's, it's time to aspire and deliver. I think, I think I I heard um, Gary Lyons say last week that the, that the Suns need to prove to him that they're capable of, playing consistently enough to be a lock for a final eight. And I agree. I, I think there's talent there, but I don't think it's over the top. You know, I think there's developing talent, but compared to others, I think it's, I think it's probably a little bit above average, um, but it's not exceptionally high. So I think there's still a job to do to bring that team together and, and they need a good run with injury. But most of Damien's cajoling gets done by reputation. And then, 
and then he presents as authentic as an authentic, genuine leader, which we've seen in um, in all its guises at Richmond. And I think that's the way he wins people over and has them believing in themselves, in a plan, and and your in your accountability to, to that plan and your contribution to that plan. And he's proven to do it before. <clears throat> so the cajoling um, as, aspect for him is probably a matter of time, whether it's this year or not. And for Brad Scott and Essendon, there's been just a little bit of an edge, I think, to some of what's been said publicly. There's, the best one was in Jake's story around, well, if you're not living the standards, we'll be able to see it. We've got that environment now. Yeah, I think that's – and one of the challenges there is is, is creating the environment where so the majority are doing the right thing so that, you know, that, that's the, the outlier is actually the people that won't come along. It makes those decisions quite easy and – and it makes you stand out like a sore thumb. So that's Brad's always been really strong on that. The behaviours, um, yeah, getting the environment right, rewarding the right behaviours, um, and I think the Scott brothers have, would would have learnt that through through Lee Matthews largely, and it's become a you know a really strong element of their coaching philosophies. Cajoling Damien Hardwick, Brad Scott, Matthew Nix, and Sam Mitchell. Uh, what have you? Where have you put Alastair Clarkson, who in his first year at North Melbourne had the disjointed season? He only ended up coaching yep. thirteen games, so in a way, it's it's the start again. I, I I was throwing up cellaring, but I went with cataloging. Okay, so he's he is putting together a young list of talented players that may reprise um, what he was able to do at Hawthorne and. If you remember, like four wins, I think it was four wins two years in a row, um, yeah, and the accumulation and cataloging of that talent became a dynasty. Now, that's probably that's a high bar to reach to go again, but um, looking at North, looking at their young talent, um, it's it's all about you know cataloging, and and that's part of working out okay where do I where do I put these pieces. That's that's what he's still got the opportunity to to explore even more. Where do I put these pieces? So is Sheasel a back? Do we want him mid forward or is he pure mid? Is he inside or is he outside? Wardlaw's an insider. We know that. So I can catalogue it, lock that in, bang. I know exa- I've already got that space filled. Then you're sort of working, okay, McCurchie, you've got a few others. You know, where does LDU fit LDU's inside? Does he go forward at any stage? Like he's just starting to work out now where the where this young talent goes. Yep. And it's all about cataloging and putting p- pieces in play for the next premiership team because we hear him. That's that that is the way that he operates. How am I going to create the next premiership team from the list that I have available? So he's uh, he's cataloging as he goes. It's a beautiful visual, and that leaves Justin Longmuir, who is in his fifth season. He's gone seven wins, ten wins, fourteen wins, which included an elimination final, and then they slip back to fourteenth with yep. ten wins. And he is in the last year of his contract. Yep, I, I deliberately avoided death riding anyone here, and because it's not, and I've got him in the challenging um, group on his own, and it's not. Because he's he's doing all of the above. He's having to do a bit of cleansing, a bit of cajoling. He's going to concoct. He's going to do all of that. And there, there might even be a bit of consolidation because some of their best football in early 2023 was as 
you know, was beating the best sides. And then they dropped away really badly at the end of 23 and they were inconsistent in 24. So it's challenging. And I think it's not, it's not just, it's not challenging in the terms of it's going to be tough. It's challenging in terms that he is going to need to challenge his coaching group, to challenge his football club and to challenge his players to find their best more often and to be more consistent. So the challenging needs is, is actually not the circumstance, it's the verb. He, he's got to be challenging his, his uh, constituents, looking them in the eye and asking them what they want to be. And I see that as, yeah, I see him in a category of his own in that regard because Fremantle are, are so interesting to me. They've lost players in the last couple of years, but they've gained some. They've got some really good young talent through their midfield that are made of the right stuff, the right values, the right attitudes. You know, Hayden Young off the back, Chapman off the back looks great. They've got a couple of big boys that are going to do damage. Darcy and Jackson, how do they balance those up? Um, you know, they've, they've, they've got some elements, but they need to find their consistent best more often, and the coach needs to challenge them to do that. So the mission for the 18 coaches this year, the challenge at hand, challenging Justin Longmuir, cataloguing Alistair Clarkson, cajoling Damien Hardwick, Brad Scott, Matthew Nixon, Sam Mitchell, concocting Chris Scott and Adam Uze, cleansing Luke Beveridge, Simon Goodwin and Adam Simpson, consolidating Michael Voss, Adam Kingsley and Ross Lyon, and chasing great Craig McRae, Chris Fagan, John Longmire and Ken Hinckley in our Art of Coaching. There'll be lovely reference points throughout the season. Bucks, and you got, got through without without a single sneeze. The C, and, and no C words. That's good. We <laughs> well did done. well. Me and my better half go down the Seinfeld route when we sneeze. So when she sneezes, my response instead of bless you is, you are so good looking. <laughs> Didn't work quite so well at the cafe the other day. The lady next to us sneezed, and just out of habit, I said, you are so good looking. Lucky my wife has a sense of humor. Very good. Nathan Buckley, thank you. Thanks, Jared. Bucks for Supergroups. First picked every week, supergroups.com.au.